Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Good morning, Encounter family, and welcome again to Encounter at Home. It's my privilege to share a message from God's Word with you today. Today we're continuing our 2020 year-long theme, Solid, in which we've been learning about biblical foundations for strong disciples, right? And as we've said again and again, practicing God's Word, come on, you can finish it up. Practicing God's Word makes me strong, right? And as we're continuing in our solid theme for the year, we're also continuing and actually finalizing our April series today. We've been in this series, Empowered, learning all about the Holy Spirit. And today will be the end of this series, which means next Sunday we'll start a brand new series. So look forward uh, to that. Again, we've been learning all about the Holy Spirit the first week, which was Palm Sunday, right? We learned about hearts on fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit in our heart, our own personal love and passion for Jesus, right? And then on Easter Sunday, we learned about the spirit of resurrection raised to life. Last Sunday, we learned about the C factor. We learned that the Holy Spirit is our companion, our counselor, and our comforter. Going back to last Sunday, we learned how the Holy Spirit is the companion that is with us and in us. And today for the finale of this series, I want to teach you about an often misunderstood concept, which is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. See, the baptism in the Holy Spirit is more than just the Holy Spirit being with us and in us. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is about the Holy Spirit coming upon us. Let's pray really quick. Holy Spirit, teach us again today. Lead us into all truth. Today, we want to not just know about you. We want to know you and encounter you. Holy Spirit, open our hearts and minds and help us to understand the word of God today. In Jesus' name, amen. Today for Empowered Part 4, the title of my message is Baptized to Build. As we learn about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going to learn that we are baptized to build Maybe you want to say that right there where you are. I'm baptized to build. For this, I'm going to read several scriptures, so bear with me, because this is going to be the foundation of what I'm going to explain here in just a few minutes. We're going to start with Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Jesus, uh, sorry, this is John the Baptist talking about Jesus. He says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. And he's referring to Jesus. So much greater that I'm not worthy even to be a slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Right? Then let's go to Acts chapter 1. Now Jesus is speaking to his disciples after having... uh, been with them for several years and taught them and they'd seen the Holy Spirit work in Jesus, right? And through Jesus. Now he's talking to his disciples. This says, uh, Acts chapter four, I'm sorry, Acts chapter one, four and five, and then we'll go to verse eight. 
Verse 4 says, Once Jesus was eating with them, and he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The, the, the Holy Spirit that Jesus had already told his disciples, he's with you and he'll be in you. Jesus is now saying, wait just a little bit more because he's gonna, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this Holy Spirit that we learned last week about him being with us and in us, Jesus says he's going to come upon you. And when he does, you're going to receive power to be witnesses for me, right? And then we go to the next chapter, Acts chapter 2. They waited around for a few weeks and it happened the holy spirit came we're going to read about what happened on the day of pentecost now acts chapter 2 is a very long detailed chapter and we don't have time to read through the whole chapter so what i did is i pieced together the main parts of this story i invite you to go back and read through the whole chapter yourself so as i go along i'll tell you what verses we're in but this is acts chapter 2 starting with verse 1 on the day of pentecost all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues, okay, appeared and settled on each of them. Did the fire settle on them collectively? No, it settled on each of them. Little parenthesis, you've got to be baptized in the Holy Spirit for yourself. You can't receive it from somebody else, right? Or it's not something that just comes on a crowd. The Holy Spirit did come on this crowd, but he came on each of them. So a flame came and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Now, verse 14. Then... After all of this commotion happened, right, and people started coming and hearing all these different languages and stuff, it says, Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you. Remember, this is Peter. Remember the Peter who a few weeks before had sort of been a coward, right? Now he steps forward and boldly says, listen, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And then I believe we go to verse 17. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand and the father as he promised gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us say upon me right God gave Jesus the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us who as you are seeing and hearing today just as you see and here today, it was visible. It was notable. It wasn't private and it wasn't secret, right? 
Then I believe we've jumped forward to verse 32 and 33. Peter's words pierced their hearts. And he said to him and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do, right? Uh, sorry, they said to him, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So Peter begins to share the message of the gospel, right? Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And finally, um, again, I may be misquoting the, the number of the verses. We're doing 32, 33, 37, 38, and then 40, 41. Peter continued preaching for a long time, urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. And those who believed in what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. Okay. So it happens. Jesus promises this baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And then it happens in Acts chapter 2. Guess what? It happens again in Acts chapter 10. I'm just going to read a, the, the short part of this. 44 through 46. Even as Peter was saying these things. Now, this, this was with a totally different group of people, right? Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. So now he's with a different group of people and they're not Jewish people. These were other people that weren't Jews. We call them Gentiles, right? And the Holy Spirit now came upon them. How did they know it? How did the Jews say the Holy Spirit came on them just like he came on us? The next phrase tells us, for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. So, just a few accounts, the promise and a few accounts of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now let's go with this idea that we are baptized to build. We are baptized in the Holy Spirit to do something, and that something is to build. The first one, number one, we are baptized to build the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And if I could put one word to this, it is boldness. Right there where you are, maybe say it. Boldness, right? See, if I think back on Peter and his story, we're talking about the same disciple who a few short weeks earlier had run away from Jesus' enemies. And now he's boldly confronting those very same enemies, right? The same people he had kind of cowered from, now he's being bold in preaching the truth to them because the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives us boldness to build the kingdom of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit transformed Peter from a scaredy cat to a roaring lion. And I believe Jesus wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and he wants to transform you from maybe from being timid, and I don't mean he's going to change your personality, but timid in sharing the gospel and sharing the word of God, right? Maybe a scaredy cat into a bold, roaring lion like Peter, like what happened with him. See, the Holy Spirit wants to lead you to people, give you the right words to say and give you the boldness to say it, right? Just like he did with Peter and Jesus' disciples in the book of Acts. He wants to use you to boldly proclaim the good news, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit for that. 
The Holy Spirit wants to use you to turn people from darkness to light. See, you are baptized in boldness so you can build the kingdom of God in the earth. Let him use you. I'm going to say it now, and I'm probably going to say it again and again throughout this message. If not now, then when? Let him use you. Be bold to share the message of the gospel with all of those that you can. We're baptized to build the kingdom. Number two, we are baptized, baptized in the Holy Spirit to build others. We build the kingdom, and number two, we build others. So what do you mean by that? Go ahead and say it. I want you right there where you are. Put your hand on your heart or point to yourself and say, I have a gift. I've been given a gift. And if you're with somebody else there in your home or in a small group, maybe turn to them and point and say, you have a gift too. When we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we receive gifts from the Holy Spirit. And these gifts are meant to build others. Just as boldness builds the kingdom, the gifts build others, other people. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. Follow along there on the screen or in your own Bible. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us, and each means you, right? To each of us so we can help each other. So we can what? Help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. We call this discernment of spirits, right? Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages or tongues, right? Notice it doesn't say foreign languages. It says unknown languages. While another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. See, the baptism in the Holy Spirit gives us the power or the gifts to build others, to build up other people. The baptism in the Holy Spirit gives us access to the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we just read about. Tongues and prophecy and miracles and healings and wisdom and knowledge and all those different gifts that are available when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says we should desire and seek these gifts. But we don't desire them and seek them for ourselves, to just use on ourselves. It's clear that the point of the gifts of the Spirit or the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit are to build up others. 
And so I want to say this. My spiritual gift is for you. Your spiritual gift is for me. Your spiritual gift is for the person sitting on the couch next to you or wherever you are, right? Our spiritual gifts are for each other, not just to be used on ourselves. Our spiritual gift or gifts should stoke the fires of faith, hope, and love in one another. That's what the gifts are there for. Our spiritual gifts or my spiritual gift should minister to the needs of another person. Our spiritual gifts should minister to the needs of each other. See, the Holy Spirit gives us these gifts so that we can help one another experience the presence and the power and the reality of God in our life. I know of, of occasions in my own life where someone has given me a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or a word of prophecy, and all I can tell you is when they did, I just knew God was really, really with me. See, the gifts of the Holy Spirit help others experience the presence and the reality of God in their life. Ask for the gifts and let God use you. Ask for them. Seek them. Pursue them, the Bible says, right? And then don't just hold on to a gift of the Spirit. If you receive the, a special word of knowledge or wisdom or prophecy or, or, or special faith to, for, for healing, for miracles, whatever, whatever gift the Holy Spirit gives you, use it on somebody. Use it to bless somebody, to meet somebody else's need because the gifts of the Holy Spirit, right? We are baptized in the Holy Spirit to build others, and I want to say it again. Seek the gifts, receive the gifts, use the gifts. If not now, then when? We need the gifts more than ever before. We're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptized to build the kingdom. Baptized to build others. And number three, believe it or not, baptized to build myself. Okay? There's one of the nine spiritual gifts that is specifically meant to build yourself up. Let that hit you. That hit me when I read this. Think about that for a second. One ninth of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is about me. Eight ninths are about other people and preaching the gospel. One, one of the nine is about me. But I'm so thankful for this one out of the nine because it is amazing how this one gift can build you, yourself, up, baptized to build yourself, okay? So I'm not going to take time today because we don't have time. I'd love to, but we don't have time to exhaustively teach you on the doctrine of tongues or speaking and praying in other tongues. I don't have time to teach an exhaustive uh, uh, doctrinal message about it. I want to ask you and encourage you to read up on it for yourself. Study the Bible. I also want to give you two Really good resources. If you really want to learn more about this gift of tongues and, and how it is, is meant and used to build yourself up, two, two, uh, two things that I think will be a blessing to you. Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway Church a few years ago taught a teaching called The Pure Language. Okay, Google it, YouTube it, whatever. The Pure Language by Pastor Robert Morris. Amazing teaching about praying in other tongues. And another was a little booklet written a couple of decades ago, if not more than that, called Tongues Beyond the Upper Room by 
Kenneth Hagin, okay? Those two resources, if you really, really want to learn more about the doctrine of tongues, go and read up. Because today I want to just make it as practical as possible. And for that, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Remember, we're learning about now, we're baptizing the Holy Spirit to build ourselves up, okay? Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, we'll start with verse 2. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. I've heard people that are concerned if I speak in tongues and people don't understand. They're not supposed to understand. It's for God, right? You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it'll all be mysterious. How cool is that? We get to speak mysteries, right? A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. Build myself up. Come on. Strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Tongues are for me. Prophecy is for others, right? Uh, I believe now we're in verse 14 and 15. Um, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Well, then, what should I do, right? It says, I'll pray in the spirit or in tongues, and I'll also pray in words I understand. I'll sing in the spirit or in other tongues, and I'll also sing in words I understand. And we're going to finish with verse 18. It says, I thank God, and we joke about this all the time, that Paul said this, and, and we always say this amongst ourselves, right? I thank God I speak in tongues more than any of you, right? I think what Paul was trying to do here was kind of like prod them or stoke them. Like, if you have the gift of tongues, use it, right? I use it more than any of you because the gift of speaking and praying in other tongues is a very special gift meant to build yourself, right? Speaking in other tongues is often referred to as our prayer language, right? Uh, Maybe you've heard to it referred that way. Do you have your prayer language? Pray in your prayer language, right? What prayer language? I thought my language was, was English or Spanish or Portuguese or whatever you speak, right? But prayer language, okay, a supernatural language. Speaking in other tongues is a supernatural language, get this, It comes from God, and it's meant to go back to God. It's from God to God. It it, it is a language of the Holy Spirit spoken on the inside of us through our mouth back to God in prayer. How amazing is that, that God himself would pray through me. He would pray through you. It's a spiritual language, right? That's why it can't be understood. It's a spiritual language, unless, of course, the gift of interpretation. I wish we had time to get more into that, and we, you will in our discipleship classes. But unless you have the gift of an interpretation at the moment, you don't understand what you're saying. Only God understands, but it does something so powerful. It builds you up, it says. We just read it right here. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. I need personal strengthening. You need personal strengthening. And one of the main ways you can strengthen your spirit is to pray in other tongues on a regular 
basis. As Pastor Robert Morris explains, praying in the Spirit is the purest form of prayer because it's literally the Spirit of God praying His prayers back to Father God. How amazing that the Spirit of God inside of us and upon us when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit gives us this amazing gift where God Himself by His Spirit prays His very own prayers back to Himself. It's the purest, best form of prayer because our mind doesn't get in the way. Our mind can't hijack these prayers, right? Because my mind, when I pray in the understanding, sometimes hijacks prayers. And maybe the only one. But my prayers get hijacked by my feelings and by my mind sometimes. That's why I choose to, yes, pray with my understanding, but to pray in the Spirit more than anything else. Pastor Todd Smith calls it the believer's secret weapon. In fact, he wrote a, a book recently called The Secret Weapon, right? Speaking in tongues, our secret weapon. I love the fact that the devil can't understand when I pray in tongues. Because then, again, he can't hijack my prayers either. He can't get into my mind and cause me to pray something goofy, right? When I pray in the Spirit, I can trust that the Holy Spirit is praying the right prayers through me, and he'll do it through you. I like to call it my concealed carry, right? Praying in the Spirit is my concealed carry. What do I mean? I have it on me all the time, and I'm using it all the time, and you might not ever even notice it, right? Because I'm constantly building myself up praying in the Spirit. I want to encourage you with this. I'm almost uh, ready to conclude this message, but the Bible says right there in, in 1 Corinthians 14, pray both in the Spirit, right, and in the understanding. Tongues, praying in other tongues, strengthens the Spirit, and praying with our understanding strengthens our mind and our soul. Do both. Don't only pray in the Holy Spirit, also pray with your understanding. Look, Romans 8, 26 and 27 as we get ready to end this. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that can't be expressed in words or intelligible words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. You know, you can trust when the Holy Spirit prays through you. Sometimes it'll be with words. Sometimes it'll be with groans. Oftentimes it'll be a mixture of words and groans. But when the Holy Spirit is praying through you, when you're praying in your special prayer language, when you're praying in other tongues, you can trust that it is the purest form of prayer. I want to encourage you, put your secret weapon to use on a daily basis. Carry that concealed thing on a daily basis and use it. Come on, somebody. If not now, in these times we're living, then when? Use your prayer language. It'll build you up. We are baptized in the Holy Spirit, baptized to build the kingdom, baptized to build others, and baptized to build ourselves. And before you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit, before he can come upon you with his power, you first need to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You first must put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and make him the Lord of your life. See, when you call on Jesus, 
when you repent of your sins and turn away from the world, turn your heart to God. You make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. He saves you. He not only forgives you, he totally redeems you and gives you a new life. And the most amazing gift in all of that is the very spirit of God comes to live inside of you. He's with you. He's in you. Like we learned last week, your companion, your counselor, your comforter. But he also wants to come upon you and give you the power to build his kingdom, to build others, and to build yourself. First, you must be born again. In fact, it's impossible to be born again without the Holy Spirit. Jesus said being born again is being born of the Spirit. means our spirit comes to life, right? And the Holy Spirit's the one that does that. Today, you need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. If you've never been born again today, if you'll call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. His name is Jesus. If you turn to him, he'll save you, and he will send his spirit to live in your heart. To teach you how to really follow Jesus. He'll change your heart. He'll give you a new heart. He'll give you a totally new life. But you've got to call on Jesus. In just a moment, I'm going to pray for those of you that need to be born again. Or if you've been backslidden. You used to follow Jesus, but you haven't been following him lately. Today's your day to come home. I'm going to pray with you in just a minute. And then after that, I want to pray a special prayer today. For those of you that want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, whether you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit before, or maybe you were a while ago and you need a fresh fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life, I'm going to pray with you. But first, I want to pray for you if you need to be born again, if you've been backslidden, you need to come home. Today, in just a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And as I always say, don't just copy my words. Of course, you can repeat my words, but mean it in your own heart. Maybe even use your own words if you'd like to, but you got to mean it. This is a personal decision. I believe as we pray that the Holy Spirit is going to come into you and come upon you today. Maybe you're watching this and you say, that's me today. I need to be born again or I've been backslidden and I want to come home. If that's you, we want to get in touch with you. We want to help you take your next step to follow Jesus We'd like to even give you a call. So if that's you, if you say, that's me, I want to be born again today. I want to give my life to Jesus. Or I've been backslidden and I want to come home. There in the comments, wherever you're watching, put a thumbs up, a hands up, or say, that's me. And one of us will reach out to try uh, to get in contact with you and pray with you more and help uh, give you some next steps on how to follow Jesus. But first, let's pray this. Mean it in your heart today. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that you came to give me new life. You came to give me a new heart. You died on the cross to forgive my sins. You rose from the grave and defeated sin and death so that I could have a new life. And then you ascended into heaven and you sent the Holy Spirit to come upon 
me, to live inside of me and be with me every step of the way as I follow you. Jesus, I make the decision to be your disciple. I make the decision to follow you. I call on you today, Jesus. Forgive me, save me, change my heart, give me a new heart. I turn my heart away from sin in the world. I turn my heart to you, God. Jesus, save me. Even right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. I wanna be born again. Give me a new life and fill me with your presence today. And, and if you've been backslidden, Jesus, today I make a decision. I come back to you. Fill me again with the Holy Spirit so that I can follow you the rest of my days. I turn my heart back to you today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before I pray this next prayer, I want to let you know something. Personally, I learned about the baptism in the Holy Spirit in a church meeting. In fact, in a youth group. But I did not experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit like most people do, which is in a service with people lay hands on you and pray for you. That's awesome. We do that a lot at Encounter Church. We love laying hands on people. We love praying with people and helping them receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But right now, we're not allowed to even come together, much less lay hands on anybody. So I want to tell you, I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit alone in my room. I was actually lying in my bed one night just praying, and all of a sudden, I had already learned about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I hadn't experienced it. And all of a sudden, I began, as I was just praying, to pray in other tongues. And it just happened while I was all alone. Maybe you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe right there on your couch. Or maybe you want to go take a walk later. Or go to your room. Or do whatever you need to do. Get alone. Or maybe you're with family members or other people that might want to help you pray. But today, I want to pray with you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And those of you that you say, I've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. Boldness to build the kingdom of God, right? Gifts to build others. And those of you that have never received your prayer language, I want to pray for you to receive it today. So right there where you are, maybe you can pray, or maybe you just want to listen to this and go somewhere else on your own or whatever. But just seek this for yourself today. Jesus, you're the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. You ascended into heaven and you sent the Holy Spirit to be poured out upon us. Today I ask you to baptize me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to be bold to share the good news with others so I can build your kingdom. I want to receive gifts so I can build up others. I want to receive that special gift of my prayer language so that I can... Always build myself up so that I can be strong to follow you. I need you, Holy Spirit. Fill me. Submerge me. Baptize me, Jesus, in your wonderful Holy Spirit. Come on, right now, even stretch out your faith. I receive your gift. I don't strive for it. But just like a child, you said I have to come to you like a child, like a little child. I just come to you and I ask and I believe I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit right now. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for boldness to be released on your disciples. I pray for even new gifts of the Holy Spirit to be poured out so that we can minister to one another. And I pray for everyone that's not received their prayer language yet 
to receive today the gift of tongues, to receive their prayer language so that their prayer life can go to the, a whole new level. I pray for those that pray in tongues to even get new tongues, Lord. I pray for a freshness of the Holy Spirit on everyone watching this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, maybe you want to continue praying right there where you are. Maybe you want to seek a place to pray on your own. But just before I go, if you're with your family or with a group watching this, just three points of conversation very quickly. One, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Number two, whom or what are you building because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in your life, right? By the power of the Spirit. And number three is more of a challenge, not a question. I challenge you to pray in the Holy Spirit, to pray in other tongues, five minutes nonstop every day. Let me say five minutes isn't enough. It won't be once you start doing it. Then you'll go to seven and 10 and 20, right? But I want to challenge you. Take time every single day. Maybe just start with five minutes to not pray in with your understanding, to just pray in the Holy Spirit. Do it on a daily basis and watch how that builds you up, prepares you to be bold and to build others up as well. It's been my privilege to share the word with you today. This is one of my favorite topics, if you can't tell. I love the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you just stick around for a few more minutes for some really important announcements before we log off today. And I'll see you again Wednesday evening for discipleship and next Sunday to start a brand new series. Have a great Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.